Welcome to another episode of For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us by us. It's the intersection of black culture. It's on you, Gregor. You're going. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, you thinking I'll stop? Party don't stop. Party don't stop. Nah, man, nah, man. Hey. Hey. Just off like okay, no, no fade. Okay, but well, that's what's up, man. Yeah. That's my. I got this guy here, and DJ TK. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the Culture Podcast. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got Coach Tony in the building. Yes, sir. Got Mayor Kane. Welcome back. DJ TK on the ones and twos. Ringo is out and about taking care of the missus. Of course, I happen to notice that when he has a birthday and when the wife has a birthday, he's not on the show that week. Because I, 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 I happen to think about this because um, when when the missus had, uh, had had her birthday, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, you know, set this one out and all that good shit. So, you know, for those of y'all who don't know, Ringo's birthday is this week. So happy birthday to the Crown Prince. Take care of your thing this week, man. Yes, sir. Right, are you are you are you almost saying like a uh, a Neymar type of thing, with Ringo, man? Like you know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did uh wait? So Ringo's is somebody's birthday yesterday? You're saying from no, no his birthday uh, uh this this week? Yeah. Okay, copy that. Well, shout out to Ringo. Shout out to Ringo. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting old up there, man. I, I said, the kid's going to wear him out, but, you know, he's doing his thing, man. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, we are back here for another week. Looks like Europe is trying to get back into the swing of things. We got – we actually got soccer coming up this week. Well, my bad, my bad. We got K-League has already started. K-League already started, man. You better put some respect on the K-League, baby. Put some Top sp- five rounds. Top Dude, five. We're on here, man. Yo, did you see the goal that old boy hit in the K-League? Like, it was uh, – the ball was played behind him. I don't know who it was. My apologies. But if we can get that video highlighted. Like, dude, the ball's behind him. He kind of flicks it with his back heel type of thing to the side netting. Beautiful. It's magnifique. Look like he ain't missed 60 days of training or whatever. However many days he's been out. Yo. So, about something from Tottenham. You think we'll see him again soon? Speaking of uh, – He's a, he's a master marksman and everything, so you know he might you, he might drop this career and be, and be a, a sharpshooter for the army. So right. I see what you did there, Grego. I see what you did there, sir. Well done. I, that was a dad joke. Good dad joke there. Oh, 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 oh. He's a marksman. Uh, but no, um, yeah. I guess it's been so weird because you know you have. The the Korean baseball on ESPN, uh, they they've been on TV for like what a what a week and a half. Two watching it, at. I've watched a little bit of it, but but I mean it's just it's just so weird because obviously because there's never been any K- Korean baseball on ESPN. I'm like I don't know who any of these, any of these guys are. I know there's like maybe like a handful of people who have played in um, 
Major League Baseball. But other than that, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> well, I will say I probably watched more cornhole championship than I have of any of the other sports that are being played right now. <laughs> that so cornhole weird. championship, man. <laughs> Rashad, Yo, so weird. I was saying, I was just agreeing with it. They got the so mask weird. on. You know, they're keeping their space. You know, it's in front of you know, in the audience. You know, so they doing it well, exactly. You know, what I'm saying they stay safe, baby. And so, yeah, the cornhole championships. It's always one of those things. Like after a couple of brews, you're like, "Yo, I could do that. I could be a professional." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know what, matter of fact, we should we need to make for the culture jerseys for the. the cornhole crew because like if you see their kits them things are looking like bass fishermen outfits you know what i'm saying <laughs> more sponsors so we can put our <laughs> oh, man. so i can't i can't remember the name of that uh the name of the name brand what oh oh what was the it? Oh. of the of the shirts yeah 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 it's not I, columbia is it Everyone's got a friend who wears the this damn. Shirt. It's not. Is it? Is it Columbia? Nah, Columbia. Nah, nah. But nowadays, though, that's that's for like fishing, though. But he's talking about you. You're talking about like the actual like dry fit or whatever material. material they got the little cutout and the flap. Uh, your favorite white guy knows them. Wears them. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man, the shit. What about like the soccer team that, that wore Eddie Bauer? I, I, like, I feel like there's yeah. a thing that wore Eddie Bauer, like, back in, like, 20, 25 years ago, back when Eddie Bauer was the shit. Like, it's, I don't know, I might be tripping, but all I can think about is, like, when Rashad said Columbia, I was like, hold up, wasn't there a team that wore Eddie Bauer? But, yeah, that's either here or there. But, yes, um, uh, yeah, Europe is pretty much, you know, on making steps and strides towards getting back into uh, – Starting back games, uh, of course, the Bundesliga is back this this weekend. So, just to kind of catch everybody up on where on 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 our last episode of Bundesliga, we got Bayern um, up top, big surprise there with 55 points, leading uh, Borussia Dortmund by four points, and uh, behind them are RP Leipzig and Borussia Mönchengladbach. You might need to do. Yeah, you might need to Google it to see how to spell munching glad about, but yes, it is all I, I got some of their, I got some of their gear, man. Yo, like like low key, like if you don't know if you don't follow German league allow Arusha Martin Gladbach, they kinda of rivals against, you know, soccer as far as academies go. Um weekend. You said what now? The uh, River Derby's this weekend, yeah. Uh, Dortmund and uh Schalke. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um but Martin Gladbach, they're known for like their academy system and everything like that. They known for like producing studs. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, uh, yeah. Be on the lookout. Uh, of course, the Bundesliga is still on Fox, so you probably they'll probably give you every game that you can ask for this week. Like, hey, we got sports. Give them to it. Give them, give them all. Right, right. Be a sub affiliate network of Fox. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. But um, of course, the um, the big news that came out of out of Europe this week is that. The uh, English Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, Mr. COVID himself, um, has given the EPL the green light to start, restart the EPL on June 1st. Uh, they still have to vote on it to, um, you know, to agree like what date they actually will come back, but at least the green light is there. 
So what do you guys think as far as, you know, are we really going to see EPL, you know, that soon? Or because, I mean, I think with the, and especially in English place, because their um, prime minister actually did catch coronavirus. I think he has a much different perspective as compared to certain orange head faces over here. But um, but yeah, like uh, what do you? Well, no, but but that's a, even for the people who have caught it, caught it, they're still saying preposterous things. Like Rand Paul today, he was talking to Andy Fauci. He talking off, talking crazy, and he caught it. So it's not like just because you caught it doesn't make wake you up. No, if you're ignorant, you're still ignorant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I mean. There's still so much we still don't know. I I feel like a, a broken record each time we talk about this, but like, I mean, if they were if they ready to do it and they ready to deal with the consequences of players and coaches and staff getting sick, and then they're probably going to shut down again from that point on because then you got quarantine is going to delay. So it's like, all right, if you want to do that, I mean, I know we're all itching to have some type of sports entertainment, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, trust me, we're all in that. What's that song? On that board in the house and on board, board, whoever song that is, we all that right now, mm-hmm. and we all want any type of sports entertainment we can get. But at the same time, like n- nobody knows what the right way of going about this. And I'm not saying I know either because I got to deal with my own issue with running a youth sports program. We'll get but to- <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but at the same time, like nobody, especially in the States, is frustrating me. Nobody's ahead of the curve. Nobody's really, like, seen a, you know, a real tr- dramatic two-week down period of cases and, you know, tests and all the all those markers, here in the States at least, all those markers that we said will qualify us to get back to a quote-unquote reopening. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, again, like I said, you know, in, England, in Germany too, like, they still have teams that are getting positive cases over there. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm just all right. Positive, like, I mean, they say, hey, you know, they test positive. I guess they're gonna say, hey, we'll just play without those guys. We're good. <laughs> all right. And and that's what is 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 getting really weird at this point because, you know, it's like I say, it's, we talked about this in previous weeks, like, especially like the big four or five leagues: England, Spain, France. Uh, of course, France already said, fuck it and um, Italy, there's so much money invested into those leagues that it's like we pretty much have to kind of drag this this season out, kicking and screaming no matter what. And I think that's what, what you're going to see is that if players do test positive, they say, hey, you're going over here, we're, we're going to go ahead and keep going. And like, I wonder at what point do players just say, you know what, we, we ain't good with this. Cause I, I know like some players have already voiced their opinions, you know, and, you know, they've been saying like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And I'm like, I guess they're kind of left at the point where they have no choice but to play. Yeah. I, I gotta say it's also, I mean, and Sean and Tiga, y'all can chime in and, and even bring it to the local state side. So like it is, it's always weird watching these videos from certain teams, especially in the MLS where like, Oh, we're back. We're back at the training, this and that, whatever. And, like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, we'll see how long this lasts. We'll see when we're at to go back and ship dudes back into quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so that's gonna be, I don't That's going to be the real, the real test right there is that once the games restart, it's going to be like, okay, then somebody tests positive. It's like, okay, what do we? what's going to be the, the protocol there? Like, do we – 
go right back to, okay, everything shut down. We got to, um, you know, let this shit pass through. And it's going it's gonna to, you're going to have to ask yourself, like, is this going to, it's getting these games not going to be worth it. So, I mean, I, I, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Shot. I was going to say, um, let us not forget uh, USC, UFC, sorry, just restarted it. And they just had uh, an event without fans, um, a televised event. And there was there was one fighter that that um, tested positive out of all of the other fighters, the staff they tested. They tested several hundred people, and it was one person that tested positive. They kicked him out, quarantined him, and canceled his uh, scheduled bout and carried on. So they didn't let one test, uh, you well, know, derail the entire event, but like. To your point, this is a different sport. So it's like, how do you handle that when it comes to soccer? And there's well, look, even look more who's people. Running that. Look who's running the UFC. True. Dana White. True. <laughs> true. True. I mean, but, he's not true, exactly but, the person that I'm like, yeah, he's got my best interest at stake right now. He's really concerned about my health. Fuck out of here. No, he's not. Not. Nah. But no, I I think that um, you know, like I said, some some leagues will be like, hey, we gotta figure this shit out, and then some will be like, hey, it's just not enough money here for us to uh to figure this out. Of course, here stateside, MLS a bit, uh, apparently had a, has had a proposal of having all 26 teams, everyone stateside, everyone in Canada, all coming down to Orlando. Woohoo! And uh, playing their games there. Now, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, Orlando is home to the uh, Wide World of Sports uh, uh, on the uh, Disneyland land. And they basically have like a shit ton of of pitches to where they can all play games on and uh, get their matches and everything. That's like Disney Cup and all the national tournaments. Pitches suck. And you still have the stadium where Orlando City plays uh, not too far away. So, um, and camping world, <laughs> but uh, they'll definitely have options as far as you know getting their games in and everyone kind of staying in the you know mostly centralized uh, location. I know the NBA and the MLB has uh, proposed uh, similar scenarios uh, elsewhere around the country. And um, I mean, all things considered, if they're going to get games in, I don't see any other scenario to where this can really work. I mean, of course, there's other cities to where it's, it's, it's available, but just the general, you know, put everybody all in one spot, I, I think it's all the choice. I think it could work. I mean, Florida deemed sports essential several weeks ago, right. as we talked about in a previous episode. Uh, the WWE has been operating for weeks on television. And uh, like you said, Wild World of Sports, um, Orlando's uh, FC's facility, and then also their former facility, that also hosts a book of events. Camping World is also available. Um, not to mention other facilities on the outside of Orlando. Citrus Bowl, though. I don't know what Camping World is. It's Citrus Bowl. <laughs> well, Citrus Bowl, okay. Correction. Um, and then other facilities on the outskirts of Orlando you can also consider. Um, so, I mean, it's a move. Even if you don't concentrate everyone at Disney, I think there's still enough space to separate um, – clubs and 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 still get in competition and 
um, have space. And then plus it's a good place because they have um, adequate housing to house everybody. There's lots of hotel space. So that's, um, that's, that's the biggest part thing as far as housing of not only the players, but also the staff and training. That's the key thing. I think anybody has the actual infrastructure for multiple teams like that, that might be the best solution. Um, I can't think. I mean, obviously, there's several pockets throughout the United States that have plenty of tournament venues, but a lot of them don't have the housing to go with it. They do have the housing. It's usually local hotels where, mm-hmm. you know, you really got to figure out how to logistically, um, you know, block off floors and stuff like that to make sure players and staff are not, you know, coming in contact with others and everything like that. So, you know, it, it's – I. When I saw that proposal, that's the one I was like, okay, I can see that happen. It ain't going to be fun. But at the same time, like, that's the one I think logistically is probably the best solution. Oh, yeah, because, like, I mean, on top of the the hotels, of course, you got all the Airbnbs that they're getting used up right now. But like, hey, you know, I still want to go ahead and, uh, and rent my house out and, you know, there's – when you think about it, there's 26 teams, there's, what, at least 25 players per team. So you're probably around uh, around 450 to 500 off top. And, uh, and like I said, staff. Uh, well, you know, one team you don't have to worry about. Orlando, they're already good. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I think logistically speaking, it works. And like I said, if the goal is to play this year, which I, I don't think that unless it's in the position to where, um, you know, they can just not play at all, um, you know, they uh, need um, this seems like the best scenario. I mean, there's other spots to where it probably would be, you know, less contaminated, so to speak, like Kansas City or maybe Minnesota, something like that. But like like Tony said, Given the amenities that, that are needed here, Orlando's probably one of your best spots that you can ask for. So, uh, of course, we'll see how that goes because MLS still hasn't um, uh, figured, out, figured out what they're going to do yet. But um, – No, it would be cool about that too, though. It, it probably would be like the closest thing to like high school sports where you go to them tournaments and you sit around watching other teams like, yo, oh, they trash. Yo, look at them. Yeah, they sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like team camp. That's the closest thing they'll have to like team camp. You know? <laughs> what if there's like like watch the game like hey, shit, man. yeah, yeah, because you know like when you watch the NCAA tournament and they're you know regionally based and them teams are waiting watching other teams they're like man he trash man he can't go left you know what okay. I'm saying like, <laughs> that'll probably be the closest situation to that for them. <laughs> Cash cow for um, for Disney as well. I think they currently um, from the financial standpoint. They're only making money off of Disney Plus. Uh, they furloughed shit tons of workers throughout the parks. They just now reopened Disney in China, uh, and you know that's just kind of a limits test in itself. It's China. Uh, I mean, China. It, well, they're going to have um, a limited, um, a limited amount of people that they're letting into the the theme park. So we'll see in China. Um, yeah. I saw that um, down in Miami. Well, the NFL. Uh, of course, they're still trying to work their shit out, too. And uh, I think Miami had mentioned, like, a plan of, like, where 
they would have like 25% of their capacity to come in onto games. So based, and I need, I, I'm probably going to say this for two up to down, but I think this needs to really be emphasized that when you let fans in, that means you need security. That means you need concessions. That means you need more staff than you probably would need if it was been obviously if it was an empty uh, seat stadium. And why put more people at risk right now? Just tell people watch your games on TV, support from support them from afar. Hopefully, maybe your bar, your local bar, be like, hey, we're cool with letting you know about. Tending y'all to come in and everything, but you know, got some first. Man, listen, just saying, George is a different story, but <laughs> but you know, I think That's- for the major league, just like how uh, we talked about it earlier, uh, there's a lot like you put a lot of um, people at risk. I know, uh, from what uh, me and Tony were talking about before we started recording. That like youth sports has like a really big um, dilemma to really work out here. Like, uh, tell us about that, Tony. All right, so um, here locally, uh, it's crazy that you know. Obviously, we've been on the stay-at-home orders as far as like not having any type of you know physical activities for youth sports. Um, But you know, given the fact that we live in the state of Georgia, things are definitely. Loosening up a lot, to say the least. And um, with that being said, today got the email from Georgia Soccer, which is the governing body for soccer here, for youth soccer in the state of Georgia, um, saying that after midnight Friday night that there is the return to play, um, which is, I think, a little bit surprising early. Um, You know, they did set this as like another deadline as that they'll reevaluate. And apparently they reevaluated and thought that it's safe to, you know, have kids participating in a, you know, a contact sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because everything for like the next two or three months has already been canceled as far as like, you know, tournaments and you know, all these other invitationals and things like that. Those things have been canceled. Um, Dragon Con so, bro, like, fuck. So, but it's like, and a lot of the tryouts, you know, for the select, you know, select levels and everything like that. Trials is going to be May 26th. So that was going to go on no matter what. And a lot of clubs were figuring out how to do that. A lot of them were, like, doing virtual tryouts. And so that was one way of doing it. I think they were doing in-person tryouts, too, where they were going to practice, you know, some type of social distancing. Wait, 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 wait. I know. Trust me. I know. All of it is mind-boggling. And that's just the current state of what we're in. But even for myself, you know, the organization that, you know, the program I run, like, I feel it's too early. I, I, I just – I definitely know it's too early, especially with the, you know, with the low-income kids that have a lack of access to things already as it is who probably will have a harder chance of getting, you know, tests and this and that, whatever. I think it's just irresponsible doing it right now. Um, that's my opinion. Of course, I got to talk with that with others and evaluate things and stuff like that. But I think May 15th slash 16th is too early, too soon. <laughs> This you know, I'll, it's too soon. I was I was looking more of like you know June first we reevaluate because obviously the state has not taken this serious enough. The numbers are not all the guidelines they said to reopen. We have not checked any of those boxes, so it makes no sense that okay I'm public, we're still mandated by this stuff, but yet and still we're going to expose our kids 
and their parents and these coaches and these trainers to the possibility. I, it makes no sense to me. And what about the the liability? I'm out on the box. Uh, <laughs> what about the liability that kind of comes into place there? Because I mean, that they're saying that that uh, that it's okay for everyone to basically play as normal um, in 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 that environment. Like, what happens when a, a kid or a parent says somehow test positive, and then we're like, oh shit, we gotta is that is that and that's one of the questions I have for them in a general meeting on Thursday is that, you know, during this time period to stay at home, if we as a, play, a coach and a players were, if we were to gather and to have some type of training, that player and coach are no longer covered insurance wise. You avoided that if you were to do any type of training during this stay at home period. But now that it's opened up, that means we are, theoretically back to being insured by a practice and plan my question is then okay are if we get hit up with you know several players or coaches get infected or whatever and then we got quarantine again we got quarantine our club how is that are we going to be covered in these things are we going to like makes no sense to me we are not in the clear we are not in the clear so i don't know i think it's a little ambitious um i think it's I think a lot of pressure is because uh, the organization is probably not doing well financially. Um, you know, Georgia Sager, I think probably a lot of pressure is coming from some other clubs. I don't know. That's just speculation. And um, I think that, you know, a lot of people are stir crazy and they're like, okay, it seems to be at a decent level. We should, the kids are stir crazy. School is out, like literally school is out this week or next week for a lot of schools. So let's get them out and playing. Let's reward them. But yeah. are you willing to take that risk and that cost? Which I got to go. It's for like, is it is it is it for the money for the financial reasons? Is, you know, because like, who does this really serve? The kids, like, even if they are still at a place where they're engaged and in, in their mental, you know, like prepared to go back to training and go back come back to the game at the you know at this point in time, like, who is this for? Like, like who? What good does this serve to come back in this specific moment for this organization? I can only really see the, um, like I said, the the clubs. They're really the only ones that benefit. I mean, I think the thing that they're really taking into consideration there is that there's a lot of parents out here who are out of work right now. You know, we have record numbers filing uh, for unemployment, and you know. Funds are, are tight right now. And I think that the idea that everything's just gonna gonna just suddenly just pop back to normal is not realistic, you know, because you know, just as you have people who are out of workforce, eventually they have to find work too. And and that can take some time as well. And I think that the people who think that we're at the point where we can just, you know, it's gonna just snap right back. That's 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 not gonna happen, you know. Like we got uh, the NCAA kind of run to the same thing as well, where uh, the president of NCAA was basically saying that there's no, um, there can be no college sports without actual college, you know, because students are still um, studying from home as, as well, and like just like how uh, Tony was getting at. You're dealing with kids who are playing pretty much for nothing. 
They're not getting paid. They're not getting shit. It's different from professional athletes where they're under contract to play and they're getting paid to play. Those uh, kids know whether it's rec sports, club sports, college sports, none of them are, are, are getting paid. And you can't tell me with a straight face that you're going to put these, um, these, these kids and young adults out there at risk of, of exposure and then just say, hey, you know, it is what it is if, if, if they test positive after that. Like, that shit doesn't work at all. Like, at all. Yeah, I, I, there's also something else in play, too, especially when it comes to Georgia soccer. There's a lot of clubs who are not happy with the organization as a whole, and I think they're feeling pressure uh, to try to appease, uh, you know, certain stakeholders. Um, and so I think that's also what's at play um, here. Um, but, again, I'll find out more information on Thursday on our Zoom call. Um, yeah, I, it, it's going to be a weird time, man. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have the. I don't have the facilities for that man. I don't. <laughs> I'm not opening the facilities. I'm not opening the facilities. What you got over there, Rashad? I don't know. It's just a lot going on in my head as far as just all of this stuff. Just um, I don't know. I don't know. Just today and just this week, I've just kind of been looking at numbers and just looking at trends and 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 just been evaluating and looking at a lot of things. It's just interesting that we're, we're, we're going and we're, we're going forward with opening things up. We're moving forward. And um, to many of Tony's sentiments, I don't know if we're ready. Um, I don't know. I'm still wrapping my head around so much of this stuff because so many people are, are eager and ready to get going. And then you start to hear these um, uh, more of the people that are, that are saying, well, if the, the younger are, um, the young and healthy are, are, are ready to go. Let them go back to work and keep the, the older people uh, safe. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at that argument and say, well, is that even a responsible thing to say? No, because everybody got to go home eventually. And once you go home, you're basically, you're, you're basically, you're putting yourself right back into that bucket where you're at risk. So, but, um, no. Can I ask a cultural question? What you got, man? Um, okay, this is on topic. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> y'all been out in public lately, right? Yeah. Maybe go to the grocery store, get some mm-hmm. gas, go get some snacks. I don't know. Um, Love my snacks. Now, I don't know what part of towns you might have gone into, where the cultural demographic makeup might be. Mm-hmm. But where I live here in Southwest Atlanta, I noticed that our people – They'll have the mask on, mm. but it's just chilling, <laughs> like, right here, underneath the chin, not covering a damn thing. And, like, so many people doing that. And that's where I'm just like, what's the point? No. What's the point? I saw somebody up at Murder Kroger uh, over the weekend, and they had the mask, like, right underneath their nose. <laughs> And I saw a meme over the weekend talking about, like, basically the equivalent of that is basically, like, walking around with your dick hanging out. Yep. And I'm like... Or cutting the tip off on a condom. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I've seen that actually a lot. I've seen that where people... Uh, where's my mask? Yeah, they... Demonstration. So, 
most people are wearing their mask below their their mouth, yes. right? So yes. if you see the YouTube, I'm doing a demonstration right now. <laughs> but I've been seeing it like yeah, like you said, like this. Dude. Like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the point? Dude, just rolled up people, man. Like, I seen people, like, when I went to Target, same thing. The Target employees chilling with it just underneath their chin, just like. No. Did you see the, the chick on social media that cut it through, like, cut a yes. hole in her mask through her mouth? No, <laughs> she can breathe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the logic of people. I don't. <laughs> it's. Dude, I try to tell people common sense is not common. It's gone. Convenient. <laughs> what you get? Thus, it's about whatever's convenient, man. People want to live in this like instantly gratified uh, gratified world where like, yeah, I should do this. <laughs> it's like asinine idea pops up into your your head to cut a mask, which is filtering things between your lips and what you're breathing in. <laughs> and now, shit's crazy. So, so here's my next question to the culture: What's the dopest mask you've seen out in the streets? Mm. I, I just like the ones like with the with the with the air things on the side. That's that's I'm I'm simple on that shit. The painters masks are, are usually I'm like I always like I've I've seen a couple maybe probably three or four people with like painters mask on, and I'm like. Yeah, I know. Like, you just had that. You know, you didn't do anything. You didn't freak out when COVID happened. You're just like, I got a mask. <laughs> Paying for a living or, you know, in my free time. Hold on. Is it the real one, though? Because they, they tell you if it's, like, rated N95 or if you should even use that. But that's, a, folks watching YouTube, this is essentially the model that we are talking about. This is a... It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plot. <laughs> yeah, <that's your> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> But you got to have the filters, man. You're stuck out of luck if you don't have the replacement filters that go on each side by the pink. But uh, before we go on break... Uh, but, uh, wait, 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 wait. The reason why I asked that question, I saw one dude with like this Louis Vuitton mask that like had these like special slits. It looked like one of those like workout masks, but then it had the Louis Vuitton logos here. But like it looked like it looked like it was actually like nicely done. It didn't look like a, a knockoff. Uh-huh. And it looked like he almost went to the store just so he could stun it. You know what I'm saying? And part of me was like, and that, I love my I love my people. <laughs> I think I might know what mask you're talking about. I think I might have seen that on socials. <laughs> Wait till summertime hits, cause everybody, 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 everybody's gonna be getting all summertime cute and everything. Oh yeah, the designer shit's gonna get are gonna get real. But the one thing about black folks, man, we'll make anything. I mean, anything. Into I love it. I love it, man. That's what it's about, man. We got that's about culture, baby. We got to spread hey, that culture. Tell Maybelline, <laughs> tell Mac, tell Bobby Brown, tell all of them well, that uh, they might be hurt this year. <laughs> They may be hurt this year. But, uh, but yeah, before we on break, uh, we'll be remiss if we didn't make note of some passings that happened over the weekend course. Um, uh, we lost uh, Andre Harrell of uh, Uptown Records. He's a guy who basically found Diddy and led yep. the phenomenon of Bad Boy and everything. Uh, we also lost um, Little Richard, the real father of rock and roll. One thing I didn't know about him is that I didn't realize 
he gave Jimi Hendrix his start. Yep. Like, that's, sure did. That's what he did. I did. Did you ever watch that? Uh, what's up, that uh, uh, Mike Judge? Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know you know. Watch, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, watch the one on on uh, Little Richard. That's because like, that's what they talk about it too with Jimi Hendrix, Man. or the one of Jimi Hendrix when they talk about it. Yeah, so, that's another great Georgia legend, Sam yeah. Cooke. You got James Brown. You got yeah. Little Richard, and the list goes on and on. I heard, right. I heard the joke over the weekend talking about um, John Lennon and Elvis saw uh, Little Richard come up to heaven and be like, oh, y'all think y'all cute. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it hurt, uh, also uh, Betty uh, Wright, uh, uh, R&B singer from the 70s. And then my main man, my, my brother from another mother, Jerry Stiller. Serenity now. <laughs> hey, man, don't forget about Roy from... Sigford and Roy. Yep, sure did. She died from COVID. From COVID, yeah. How does he live? How does he survive a tiger attack but did die from COVID? I mean, bro. Life is crazy when it throws shit at you like that. <laughs> That's why you gotta stay ass at home, man. Hey, man, he, he trained for tigers, not for COVID. <laughs> COVID, like, ah, man, I'm stronger than these tigers. Fuck out of here. But, yeah, he trained for tigers. He didn't train for COVID. Exactly. There's big differences here, guys. <laughs> But yeah, take a quick break, pay a quick bill. We'll be back. We talk, uh, get our weekly recap of uh, the last dance. Now, get some uh, two up to now. We'll be back in a few. People, the culture is back. It's for the culture. We're back here with the second part of the show. Grego, Rashad, TK, and you got Coach Tony here as well. And all TK's cats. Cats, yes. (laughs) I got to put up the background, man. They're kind of a little little crazy tonight. Uh, Bomb in your video, dude. (laughs) There we go. There you go. Mama, there go that man again. Guys, 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 have y'all, of course, we did not uh, recap the latest week of The Last Dance. I'm always, I'm always ready to talk about Last Dance. So I, I didn't catch you guys, I'll be honest. Uh, so I have not seen seven and eight. So whoever has seen it, take us toy. Okay. Are you watching Insecure on Sundays? Like, what's, what's, what's good, man? Because, yo, Molly tripping. Molly tripping hard. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Last Dance, uh, the, the big thing that came out of that was, of course, talking about um, uh, MJ's uh, first retirement back in 1993. Uh, and I love how they, you know, they're telling a great story as far as, you know, Mike can't get pushed out because I'm like, you know, everything – Everything that I've seen and paid attention to, especially with how they broke down, I guess, the level of gambling that he was uh, doing um, back um, back then, I think that there's a saying that goes like, "You sometimes you have to take down your king to, to win the game. And I think that they definitely presented Mike with a situation of like, hey, 
we found this and we can either suspend you or retire. Ah, so you one of those, huh? Because let's think about it. You one of those. All right. Okay. What good does it does it serve the NBA to suspend your best player? And from a marketing standpoint, from a PR standpoint, yeah, your best player has been caught up gambling, which of course back then was just like the super super taboo. Of course, they were just coming off of um, Pete Rose getting suspended a couple of years before then. And your biggest player would caught up in gambling as well. Like, do you think Mike, you think Mike gambled on games? No, I don't think he bet on games. But I think just like to the point of where it gets, it got to the point where they could not, they could no longer avoid, especially with uh, with his with his father getting uh, getting killed just shortly before that. I granted, I do think that it was probably good timing for him to take some time off just to kind of you know get his me time in and everything. But I definitely think that. If if he got caught up in that, that hurts him and it hurts the league when he whenever he would decide to come back. And uh, like I said, I, I I say fight me on that one because I'm like I I don't see if he did nothing wrong, like it would have taken a a action of God to just say hey we're just cool with you just retiring just like right now nah. Well, you got I mean, hey, go for it, Tony. No, I think also, like, okay, so I remember being a kid during that time, and they all that speculation, first of all, about you know his father being murdered because of his gambling debts. And when the media kept pushing that story, like, that was when you were – I remember part of me was trying to figure out, like, if there was some, you know, legit reasoning for that. But when it came all out, like – it was a lot of just random, just, you know, they, these are some stick-up boys trying, you know, get a get, uh, payday. Um, you know, and as far as, like, the retirement aspect of it, I mean, I, I, I never bought into that aspect that, you know, he was uh, taking that, um, kind of taking that plea bargain, if you will, of uh, going to play baseball and everything like that. I really do think that, like, you know. Oh, was it convenient um was a convenient um, diversion away from from that, but just, just so that way he doesn't just go completely out of shape. But I, I don't subscribe to that, man. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to that one. Um, I gotta disagree with you on that one. I just, I just don't see it. Um, you know, but I do remember, like, God, it was cringeworthy watching him play baseball, and you know, obviously everybody became a White Sox fan at that time. I remember. You know, White Sox hats were back up in sale. And, of course, that Birmingham Black Barons B, it's a dope B on the hat. Like, I like that B. Um, but I remember, too, like, there was all the stories about, you know, him, you know, upgrading their team bus. So, if you saw their, the Birmingham Black Barons team bus, like, that thing was kitted out. It was fresh. And it was just like, yo, this is definitely a benefit of playing with Mike Jordan on your team. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I didn't know this part that they, they released is that the reason why he played double A was because none of the single A teams had the capacity. They didn't have the facilities, man. They didn't have the facilities to house all the media, you know, fanfare mm-hmm. that would follow Jordan. Oh. So none of the single A teams could, like, support that. And so 
the only teams that were capable of doing that were within the AA system. Uh, I never knew that aspect of it. Um, For those of you who haven't done it, who haven't um, watched it before, if you do have like access to uh, ESPN Plus, go watch the 30 for 30 Jordan rides the bus. It basically covers his year in um, Birmingham, which uh, I think we mentioned a few weeks back. You know, like there's really a, uh, a 30 for 30 chronology as far as events go. And, uh, you know, like this would be the perfect time if you haven't done so ready to watch that 30 for 30 Jordan rides the bus. Basically has a lot of the same guys that you saw up in part seven and, uh, and how uh, his his time in, uh, in, in Birmingham. Wait, of course, for those of you who see on the bus, we got the bus. a picture of, uh, of uh, the Birmingham Jordan bus. But um, I, will, I will say this, and this is something that, you know, as I've gotten older, it really says a whole lot. For someone who was 30 years old, who hadn't played really any baseball at all in at least a good 12, 15 years, hitting 200 at that level actually is a real achievement. And that ain't that no, he went on a hitting streak, too. That was the other thing about it. He was on a hitting streak. Um, I think if he had been, like, four years younger – and had the same amount of time. Of course, the the baseball strike that happened um, that next year kind of jacked everything up. But uh, I do think that had had it uh, worked out, I think I think I don't think it was would have been possible to see him make it to the major league roster. But uh, if he had more time available to him, but I, I I also think that there is no way that he wasn't going to come back. That I I don't I don't see how that would have been. Right. So can we can we can we really get into the meat of the conversation? What? Like, like all right. So I really got to talk about the GP aspect, Gary Payton, because Gary Payton, when I was in high school, that was my nickname on my basketball team. They called me the Glove. I wore number twenty because of GP. I was a defensive specialist. Like so, like I was ready to watch that story. But two, also the stuff with uh, Scott Burrell. Scott Burrell. And also B.J. Armstrong. That aspect of B.J. Armstrong, I had totally forgotten that B.J. went off on them that first game in that playoff series when he was playing with the Hornets yeah. after he left the Wolves. You know, and I, the other thing, like, I, they didn't even talk about this part, but like, it was known that Michael Jordan's kids, their favorite player on the Chicago Bulls, guess who it was? B.J. BJ Armstrong. Yo, once – he looks damn near the same. Like, well, that was well, that was the thing about it. he looked like a little kid back then. He still looks the same now. And so, like, okay. when his kids were growing up, he was the one who looked like a little kid. And his, yeah. and his sons were like, "Yeah, we like BJ. Yeah, BJ Armstrong." You know what I'm saying? So, it was it was cool to see that aspect and hear him talk and him even to admit, like, "Yeah, I had that one good game, but that next game." <laughs> This amazes me, like, just, like, the amount of, I guess, like, for someone, when you're at that type of level, like, basically, you have to kind of play, like, mental chess with yourself as far as just creating shit in your head to kind of give yourself that edge and go after people, because I've noticed, like, Tom Brady's kind of kind of had that same mentality as well, and, and I think later on, we would hear about Kobe having those, that same type of complex, but... The thing that, about that that, of course, a lot of people are talking about is the leadership um, statement that he made. Just, you know, because, of course, like you saw, those 
past episodes, like it's a bit of a dick to, to a lot of his players. And like, you know, he's getting in fights, basically calling teammates Scott Burrell bitches and hoes and shit. Like, you know, basically like kind of, you know, measling them and pushing them, you know, to, to be better than what they are. And, and Jordan was that coach in high school that you fucking hated. Yeah, he was that. No. I was watching first take this morning, and the comparison that I, I heard actually makes so much sense in the world, and you'll probably get it when, it when I tell you, Tony. Bobby Knight. Yeah, I mean, he's like a player's version of that. I mean, well, yeah, I, I think – and that was the thing where you saw him, you know, get emotional when he was talking about – because you can see that it's a to, it takes a toll on him. He's obviously lost friendships. He's obviously had tough times with, you know, his relationships. The fact that he's so on and so competitive 24-7, that takes a toll. And you're going to have casualties with that. And so he know and, – and BJ, BJ Armstrong talked about it. He was like, yeah, he was an ass. He was hard to be with. You know, but at the same time, because he went that route, he – I mean, that's a – that's a sacrifice he chose type of thing. And so he was like, if I'm going to be the best and I'm going to get the best out of my teammates so that we can be the best and have this dynasty, I'm not trying to make friends. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, that was the, the legit part of what he was trying to say in that situation. But you saw him tearing up because he knows that's taking a toll. And it's obviously that he's going to be judged for that. Yeah, I think, I, like, when you look back at, like, your life and like the, the relationships that you that you've had and you've made and you realize that hey you know some, some of that shit you know when you look back at it probably wasn't cool and but at the same time like it's a means to an end and I think in um in Mike's case you know like I said something that that I don't know what's going on over here but um um it's something that he's very you know defensive about but at the same time he, I think he's proud with the result, and um, you know it's it's very it's it's very interesting that you know I, I think that what brought him to tears is the fact that he knows that he feels that what he did was worth it. Yeah, and, but again, like you know, he knows that he, he lost a lot, lost opportunities. Mm-hmm. The, the the funniest story though, I think, was when he talked about old boy from the Washington Bullets, and uh. uh Oh, man. Oh, oh, I can't remember his name. Bradford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, Buddy's rookie come, came from uh, – where did he come from? What school did he come from? Oh, he came from Louisville. Came from Louisville. Uh, rookie, he was like, I think a six pick or something like that. Gets the bullets. Dude drops 37 on Mike. And so, Mike – there's a story that Mike goes and tells that, like, Bradford has said – while they're, you know, leaving the courts, you know, Bulls lost, Bullets won. And for y'all don't know, Bullets are what we call the Washington Wizards now, just in case. You know, hey, some of y'all are young. Some of y'all are young. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but do, uh, the story was that while they were dabbing each up after the game, the old boy said to Mike, hey, yeah, good game type of thing. And Mike used that at his bulletin board material and was like, yo, this motherfucker. Told me good game after he dropped thirty seven on me. Yeah. I'm gonna get what I'm gonna get what he scored that whole game in the first half. And sure enough, the next game they go cross country. I mean, not cross country. They go um, you know, to back to Chicago. 
Go back, going back to that game, basically. Mm-hmm. Dude dropped 36 in the first half on that full. <laughs> I love it. And the thing, the thing that comes out about it is that old boy didn't even say that to Mike. Mike just used that as his, like, gas for himself to be like, yo, I'm going to get back at this dude. That's not saying like Viper, you know, like motor. You don't even need you just like gas up yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why he's a great man. There's there's George's the greatest man. That's, I'm yeah. gonna say that. That's he the goat, man. If Last Dance didn't re convince you of that, episode I mean, nine ain't gonna do it, but whatever. I you know what I hope they do. You know how they do like you know, with Bachelor Bachelorette, they're like after the rose. Well, you know, <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. I want to know all the details. <laughs> there needs to be an after the last dance type of like where they're there and they all talking about that. You know, like that would be my dream scenario of to put the nice little cherry on top type of thing. It's got to be all the the personalities though, or this won't be yeah. as good though. I agree. That'll be something to watch. But yeah, one thing, one last thing I will say, uh, just to kind of cap that off before we go up and chill up two down, that one thing to keep in mind is that there are different leadership types. You know, his way isn't the only way. You know, because like you'll never mistake Tim Duncan for being that same type of um, alpha personality that Michael Jordan is, but at the same time, he got results as well. You know, yeah, a lot. <laughs> that's what they're gonna say at the barbershop, man. That's what they gonna say. That's why he only got what two, three. He ain't got six. <laughs> wow, that's right. He ain't got six though. He ain't got six. But um, but yeah, man. Um, uh, but yeah, of course. Uh, the last, the last uh, two episodes uh, come out this uh, this weekend. So definitely looking forward to that. But um, before we wrap up with uh, two up or two down, um, uh, just of course a heads up with um with uh, everyone's uh, orders for the culture black away Jersey. Most of y'all should have gotten your, uh, your emails. Uh, just letting you know that it should take a couple of weeks for, for the Jersey to get produced and mailed out. Uh, you probably should you probably get them towards the end of, of the month, probably like somewhere around Memorial day weekend. So. Uh, Barbecuing with them on. <laughs> uh, so right. You got to look out for that. Um, of course, uh, we still have 15% off on, uh, all our existing merch on ftcutd.myshopify.com with the promo code four stars. So definitely uh, get up on that uh, t-shirts, name sets. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of you have been asking about the name sets for a while. Uh, Clubhouse Athletic, our guys who made the jerseys are actually hooking us up with our existing orders for um, for our name sets. So a uh, shout out to Adam and the crew there. Um, they'll, they actually should be on the way this week. So um, You'll be getting emails from us uh, letting you know that they're on the way and, and all that good stuff. But um, let's uh, get this uh, let's, let's uh, turn this baby in, get the two up to down, man. What you got, Rashad? This- I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my uh, so I guess I'll start with my uh, downs. Um, I'll say uh, just to let people know uh, here, I say around the country. So just to let people know, like grocery prices are rising and this is unfortunate because people need to eat. So uh, prices of, of certain items in the grocery stores are rising. 
But at the same time, there's people that are out there taking advantage of the consumer and they're price gouging. So be on the lookout for um, if anything looks suspicious in your grocery stores and your, your supermarkets and your corner stores, wherever you shop, if it doesn't look right and it looks like the, the merchants are trying to take advantage of you, report it to the proper authorities here in Georgia. There are certain, um, there, I mean, in your state, it may be your attorney general. Um, there's, a, there's consumer lines here in Georgia that take care of that. Uh, just do some research in your local areas to see what proper authorities uh, you need to uh, report price gouging. And then also here, another down that quickly turned to a up. Uh, there were uh, about 17 to 20,000 teenagers here that took advantage of getting their driver's licenses without taking the road test. So it was a provision put in by our great, ma- our great governor here, sorry, our great governor of Georgia. Um, that allowed people that were under or that were teenagers or young adults that didn't have a license to go and take the driving exam without having to drive the car to get the license. So they have a license, but now they put a provision into uh, by September or something that they have to actually go and take the uh, driving portion. So what I thought was about to be hellacious has turned to uh, a transition for my two ups. <laughs> so, uh, we also mentioned that uh, Bundesliga returns this week. So uh, I will be prepared to watch Dortmund uh, take you down, Tony. So, uh, so oh, 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 okay, okay. What, what, what do you got, Tony? So uh, for our listeners, uh, we're recording right now. So I have my Dortmund in the screen. I think Tony's about to go and uh, try to show me off with uh, his his garbage Schalke. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Tony. Oh, oh, there he is. Okay, okay. That's problem. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're about to. Uh, the world will be watching. The world will be watching. Probably had like. So, um, Ratings at this league this weekend, like yeah. So our so our ATL club, we got we got a Zoom a Zoom party this weekend. We're going to be watching the match. So um, you want to join in, Tony? You're more than welcome to join us. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna actually going to put this on for the rest of the recording while I give my last up. And for my last up, I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out um, in my time of need. Um, the guys, you guys have been phenomenal and amazing, man. Um, for those that didn't hear a couple recordings ago, I lost my father and I've been going through this for the last couple of weeks. And um, we just had his services this past Friday and it was just a beautiful day. Um, and like I said, I just want to, excuse me, say thank you to everyone that reached out your cards, your phone calls, your text messages, even your thoughts and prayers have been gladly appreciated. And um, I can't say thank you enough. So thank you once again. So I guess we gotta, you know, get that get the shock aside. So what you got, Tony? <laughs> it looks good though. Man, you gonna do this like like this signing day? Hold up, I got I gotta put the kit on and everything like that. Hold up, <laughs> hey man, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? You you can do it. I don't it don't matter. You know, I'm just saying. You know, this is cool. This is cool for the culture. You know. There we go. Saying the world will be watching this weekend, like. 
Everybody's looking forward to action, and they're looking forward to Bundesliga, and they're looking forward to this match, surprisingly. So yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. pretty cool, you know? Yeah. No, it'll be a good time, man. I can't wait. We need to uh, – why don't we videos tape ourselves watching the match? What time is that? Who cares? It'll be even greater if they're in my like, 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> Fire time. Yeah. Remember like you were last week? You'd be like – I'm waking up to watch Europe, but I'm putting my money towards this. Yeah, see, what happened was, like, this quarantine life, man, and sports not going on. I'm not used to sleeping in on Saturdays, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get a pass, man. You get Let me a pass. tell you, like, you know, even my daughter Memphis is like, Daddy, we get to sleep in this weekend? Pancakes at 1 p.m.? Okay. Pancakes at 1 p.m.? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh. To us. All right, so um, you know what? I'm continuing my trend, y'all. It's growth, progress. You know, I've always been the old man in a rocking chair. I've been the negative Nancy, the Debbie Doubter, you know, all that. Um, so this week, no downs, two ups. I know, I know. It's crazy. I'm trying to put out that that positivity out there in the air for us to get, you know, things rolling. Um, so, my two positive things. Uh, guilty confession. I'm a Hamilton fan. Love, love the soundtrack. Love the mixtape. So, uh, when it got announced that Hamilton is going to be on Disney Plus come July 3rd, I'm excited about that. So all my Hamiltonian friends over the weekend. I got just watched, what? I just watched the play for the first time over the weekend. So gotcha, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Some Disney fun. Plus just dropped that announcement this week. Uh that Hamilton will be coming July third. Um so I'm looking forward to that. What were you saying, TK? They um some of the Broadway plays have announced they're doing like streaming to like, you know, just engage with people to get on the Broadway train. So, uh, could be one. I'm not sure that I still haven't seen it myself. Continue. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Like it's a guilty pleasure. I ain't gonna lie. You know, um, it's good. It's good. You know, it, 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 it's a great way to learn history, man. It's a great way to learn history. There you uh, go. Uh, and then my other plus today, <gasps> I had a parent teacher conference from Memphis. <laughs> Baby girl doing well. She's going to kindergarten next year. You know? <laughs> she, she got she passed pre-K. She's going to kindergarten in the fall, y'all. <laughs> so, you know, graduation's happening on May 20th virtually. <sighs> it's a proud dad. It's a proud dad moment. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Like you gotta see videos of, of Memphis on 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 coaches socials. Like, yo, she's a grown ass woman. Like, like, she's a teenager, man. She's five, going on sixteen, man. Both me and her mom are just like, yo, we are not ready for this. Not ready for this, man. Um, not, nah, but seriously, like, you know, it was a glowing report. The parent teacher conference was held virtually, which is, of course, you know, it's the way of life right now. I um, when I when I was a kid, like, hey, like y'all y'all need to be around for this. <laughs> <laughs> Dial modem ready for that shit. <laughs> nah, nah, but it was all good stuff today. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's my two up, no downs for me. All right, TK, what you got? All right, T. Uh, I'm going to do a down real quick. Um, shout out to Andre Rinaldi and the family and friends of Andre Rinaldi. He is a Atalanta player. Um, he recently passed away. The kid is 19 years old, so he had a lot of life ahead of him. Um, but he, he had a hell of an impact, um, obviously being on the Atalanta squad at the age of 19. Um, so we just want to say rest in peace, uh, bless to him and his family, uh, family and friends, and all those affected by his loss. Um, he died by an aneurysm uh, this past week. Um, my second down is going to be uh, Newcastle and the ongoing Saudi um, Saudi Arabia deal, if you will. Um, the Premier League is now going into uh, a second or tertiary review, if you will, based on some information. And it just highlights, I wish I had, yeah, that works, highlights the hypocrisy that really is all about the, the dollar bill. The pound, the euro, though I wish I knew what it was in Saudi Arabia, but it's all about money, folks, because it just sucks to hear that. Um, but yeah, they basically are only now interested in doing this tertiary or secondary review of the Saudi government, not because they killed a bunch of people and they have tons and tons of human rights abuses against the country, but because that there is an illegal streaming pirating network that displays Premier League games. And that's a big no, no, no. That's that's Premier League money. No, no, no. You can't be fucking up on the stream. So, yeah, that's a big down. Uh, big up is uh, yesterday I celebrated a uh, birthday here in the uh, the Peacemanson household. Uh, it was uh, Katie's birthday. And oh, so, shit. Birthday and Mother's Day all the same? Yeah, man. Mother's Day and then it was birthday. So, I didn't go Ringo and just... Big. Mother's Day from now on. Oh, yo, yo, yo. You hear TK take shots right there? TK just took a shot. Did you say you did for Ringo? I'm just saying. And what are the sound effects when you need them? Ringo's got three kids. I have one on the way. So I can see, you know, maybe he's got to do other duties that I I, I don't yet have. Take your shot, TK. Call him out. It's just the way it is. (laughs) My way to keep the professional TK. Interject right after I this. Uh, My second up is going to be uh, Camp Horizon. We had our family reunion. If you guys don't know, Camp Horizon is the nonprofit that I work with. Um, We deal with uh, children here in the Atlanta area. Um, And it's equally hard, as Tony has highlighted, on trying to run a youth sports program. Well, it's Equally as hard trying to run a nonprofit, um, reaching out to, uh, you know, underage kids and, uh, and at-risk kids in the community, um, especially those who are in a, a lower-income situation. So my point being is we had our family reunion this weekend. This is an up. It was great to see all the kids. We had 41 kids and 35 volunteers all on a Zoom conference. Uh, it was delightful. We were able to give them instructions and like do artsy craftsy things. It was great. So I uh, just want to end that on a positive and pass it over to Grego. Cool, cool, cool. Now, hopefully uh, you guys are still listening here. I just wanted to, um, uh, I actually wanted to devote most of my time to uh, something that's um, was going on over the weekend that, of course, had been taken over the news. I'll, here in Georgia nationwide. But before we go into that, 
my quick up is Erica Badu and uh, Jill Scott, uh, their versus uh, IG uh, live battle. Um, of course, those women are very near and dear to my heart. Um, but I will say this, IG got to step your shit up because some of that audio, like it just sounds, it's, it's, that format is, is quickly exceeding what IG can do. And yeah, they need to find out that uh, either IG needs to upgrade their platform or need to find it or versus need to find somewhere else like Facebook or YouTube to do their shit. Like it just, it just, it's a mess more often than that quarter. I know this week they got uh, Ludacris and, um, and Nelly. Um, Rego, did you hear about the new one that might be coming down the pipeline? No, no, what's up? Jay Z versus Snoop Dogg. That's dope. I kind of, I I don't know if that's a good. I mean, they both got bangers and they both go back, like way back. But I just dropped that grenade there. Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Tell them what's going on here in Georgia, Gregor. But but one one more thing, uh, just a quick humorous down. Kyle Walker, you know, he had to apologize uh, this past. uh, week, uh, of course, everyone's started to come back to training. He had sex workers, hookers, hoes up uh, <laughs> to the crib. While everybody was on on uh, quarantine. Put it in the butt. The Corona booty is is real. You know, you know. I know we all got needs, but <sighs> so, so you, got, you got to be smart on this shit, man. But um, <laughs> but yeah, big, uh, the big thing here, of course, um, I had mentioned it during last week's two up two down. Ahmad Arbery, uh, uh, that's basically been the big thing that's uh, come out the uh, past uh, week or so. Uh, for those of you who've been under a rock the past couple of days, he's the young man who got shot down in Brunswick County, Georgia, um, back uh, in February. And uh, uh, they're just now filing charges against uh, the men who shot him. Basically, they tried to say that, you know, he was a burglar in the neighborhood and kind of find out that's all bullshit. And that was a lie. All a lie. And uh, the DAs down in Brunswick County and Wayside, they basically sat on it for like the last uh, two, three months, uh, you know, not pressing charges. And it wasn't until the video that came out last week, um, basically it laid it out there, said, nah, this is, that was just a straight up murder. Like, just out of cold blood. And, you know, we, you know, it's, it's, it's always sad because, you know, we, uh, it's a lot, you know, talk about, you know, especially down here in Georgia and the South in general, you know, it's, it's tough being black. You know, you can be running while black, driving while black, uh, going out in the park while black, all that shit. And, you know, it's, you know, his, his birthday, um, uh, was last uh, last Friday, and he would have been just 26. Like, you know, for us, you know, like well, like we're in our our 30s now. You know, like it always sounds weird, like when you hear about people dying that young. Like, like a, I don't have a player. Like, it's like you don't think about that kind of shit. Like when you're at when you're that age, but then you get older and you actually get past the point. You're like. So these guys are really young. Like that's nobody wants to get taken out when really you haven't probably haven't done a whole lot in your life at at that point as of yet. And it's it's unfortunate that we still as 
black men, as black people, as people of color, you know, we are fighting against systems that are adamantly working against, you know, our existence. And uh, me, I, I'm not, I'm one of those people, like, I'm not, I'm not content with just the guys being arrested. I'm like, nah, let me know when, you know, they get guilty and you up, and you up in here getting death. Cause I'm like, at this point, you basically, you're basically at the point where you've, you've had the system work, you know, to basically hide this shit for a couple of months now. So this, it goes beyond just the actual act itself. Like, you know, and it's funny because I was watching the end of uh, the Atlanta child murders on uh, HBO and uh, the conclusion of that sounds very familiar to what's happening now. Cause like they just announced that they're um, the uh, DA from Cobb County, um, a black lady, uh, it's going to be uh, handling uh, this case. For those of you who don't know, they had the same thing happen with the Wayne Williams uh, case uh, for the child murders. They had a um, black uh, DA uh, handle, a uh, black judge um, handle that case and trial. And, you know, basically like, for a lot of the same reason, like you're, you're trying to at least get the perception that, you know, if it's one of us that they handles it, you know, it might get viewed differently. And, you know, you're setting people up for failure in in that situation, and that's that's not cool. And you know, like I mentioned in, um, on our IG post uh, last last week, you know, it's 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 not cool to be. Nobody wants to be hunted down. Everybody just wants to live. Like I had a I had a Zoom call with uh, with our homeboy uh, Rex Fontaine of uh, Apollo Culture last week, and um, you know, but that diverse group, you know, white people, black people, brown people, all, all around, and you know, Pete, uh, one of the guys on there, white guy, was like, you know, how do we improve, you know, you know, the relationship? It's like you have to talk, you know, like I think what people miss out of all this shit is that we're all just trying to live, you know, we're. We, you know, even for our little bit of bullshit, everyone just wants to live. And, you know, we're all trying to, you know, take care of us and, our, and us and ours. And we, we, we don't want no trouble. We really don't. And the sooner people realize that and realize that, you know, we all got the same common goals at the end of the day and realize that we're not trying to, we're not, we're not trying to fuck you over just as much as you're trying to fuck us over. We're just trying to, we're just trying to live. And, you know, Greg, to follow, follow up on that, you know, I think the, you know, if we wrap up all of our two up, two downs and some of the things that we talked about at the end of the day, what we're realizing is life is so precious. And so whether it's battling COVID, whether it's losing a, you know, a close family, you know, a family member, whether it's bringing in a new family member, like TK, you know what I mean? And, you know, with you, Grego, like I was thinking about you and, you know, it's Mother's Day, you know, your mom's passing and everything like that. Like life is so precious that we're dealing with all these moments. But the thing about like culture, hug your loved ones, hug your child, hug your sister, your brother, your mom, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle. Just realize that life is so precious and you got to take care of it. I mean, like the fact that no day is guaranteed, you gotta love the ones that you're with right now and so please please realize that enjoy the moment we're in a crazy state of the world right now but we just need to pause and take 
the count into the ones that are with us and for us and love us and care for us. So please, culture, love your ones. I'm a love, I'm a hug Memphis as soon as I can, you know what I'm saying? So please, culture, hug your loved ones. Indeed. So yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for us uh, this week. Uh, as always, you can catch up on the social FTC, UTD, and um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok at FTC UTD Pod. Um, yeah, just you know, like I said, we're we're part of the conversation. You know, we're we're trying we're trying to make it just like everybody else. So, um, of course, we're looking forward this weekend to you know the first major soccer com- coming um, back this weekend. So. Hopefully we got some um, some more actual soccer action to talk about next week. So looking forward to that. Like I said, um, everybody look out for the jerseys uh, coming out. Of course, we got something else coming out pretty soon as well. We'll get into that probably next week as well. But uh, but yeah, that's all that's all we got for now. So for TK, for Coach, for Ringo, uh, happy birthday, Ringo. For Mayor, the coach is real. Coach is everywhere. Stay safe in these streets. We'll see y'all soon, and we out. Cheers.